And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. You ever look at your person and think to yourself, wow, how did I land you? You're the most beautiful thing I've ever seen in my life. podcast on the athletic network it's wednesday may 26th another nba playoff recap podcast for you i'm jay skeets rolling with the homie tass mellis hey fellas hey tassy got my top shot hot boy fellow freak trey kirby hey yo hey yo the international man of mystery taking it to the max lee ellis friend last but not least making the magic happen is jd Hello. There he is. Here we are. Shout out to the stream team for joining us live right now on YouTube. Smash that like button. Leave your comments to help us defeat the algorithm. And if you haven't already, subscribe to No Dunks on YouTube. Send in your questions and comments for the next Beach Step and Podcast. Email them in nodunksattheathletic.com. Tweet them in at No Dunks Inc. Uh, actually, we're hitting the beach later today. It is Wednesday to answer another batch of cues that you guys send in. So join us live if you want. Back here on Wednesday afternoon at 3 p.m. Eastern here on the tube. And if you can't, don't worry. We get it up in your podcast feed uh, soon after that. But watch for a new Beach Steppin' Pod. And finally, go grab your No Dunks merch over at nodunks.com. Okay, let's jump right into it because I know a lot of people are here for the Clippers slander. Let's have some fun. Uh, yeah, we'll start with that game. Luca and the Mavericks beat the Clippers 127-121 to take the 2-0 series lead. Lili, get us started, man. Wow. Where do I start in this game? Which point do I want to hit on first? Because uh, I, Luca was just incredible once again. And the Mavericks, those role plays, hitting shots. Tim Hardaway Jr., he's getting a bag full of cash this summer if he keeps up this play because he's been fantastic <laughs> for them. Uh, but overall, I mean... The concern for the Clippers now is how they respond because they are in a huge hole. And they stayed in the game last night largely because of the uh, skill of Kawhi Leonard. He kept them close enough, but it's very much a still, I'm going to go out and score, and then it's like, Paul George, I'm going to try to score. There's no real chemistry on that offense. That's my real problem with them because the Mavericks score so much easier. It just feels like it's either an uncontested dunk or layup or it's an uncontested three-point shot, and they're dropping right now. So that uh, the body language I'm starting to see from the Clippers is a very big concern. But if I'm Ty Lute, I just uh, tell Patrick Beverly, don't even board the plane to Dallas. There is no point in taking him oh. out there. Because... <laughs> Stay first, home, buddy. Well, the first possession of the game, because we knew coming into this game, you know, Lou said either Kawhi or Paul George, I think, was going to guard Luka Doncic. So yeah. the Mavericks are like, great, thanks. Whoever then is uh, picks up, uh, whoever Patrick Beverly picks up, just go and get the ball and run straight into the lane and score. And that's what Tim Hardaway did. And then late in the game, this was a five-point game. And uh, Marcus Morris just hit a three-pointer. Timeout. What happens? The Mavericks decide, okay, we need to get a couple of baskets. Luka Doncic gets the switch and gets Patrick Beverly both times. Beverly 
ushers him to the lane. He just ushers him inside <laughs> to the lane there. And then he hits those two. You're laps. looking for a right-handed layup? Here you go, sir. <laughs> he may as well Your have worn my top. is ready. <laughs> he may as well have worn my top hat and just said, oh, this way, good sir. Uh, because that's what Doncic did. And then Doncic is just destroying him mentally as well, <laughs> screaming at him the whole way back down the court. And then after that, we had a Kristaps Porzingis uh, dunk that when there was just no contest on that. Right. And then Tim Hardaway Jr. hit a three. Now, um, the Clippers did hit some baskets after that, but they were sort of, Basically, garbage time makes for me. That's all it was. Because uh, the other threes they tried were Paul, Chris, uh, Paul George had Chris Stapps, Porzingis on a switch, and Brendan Haywood on the call is saying, don't settle, don't settle, don't settle. What does he do? Settles, clunks a three. On the next possession, Kawhi Leonard comes down, basically just to like, well, I'm Kawhi Leonard. No one's going to tell me I can't take this shot. He just pulls up for a lazy transition three. That clunks. And now he had a good game, and you know that shot goes in. Maybe it's a different story, but it's that feel of that offense for me that is just a bad, bad sign here for, for the LA Clippers. Because if you look at the box score, the Clippers out-rebounded the Mavs. They actually shot well from everywhere. 53%, 40% from three, and 90% from the line. They beat the Mavs in fast break points and points in the paint. So how come they lose this so easily, especially when the Mavs couldn't hit their free throws last night? I just feel that there's just no <laughs> defensive execution or chemistry. And I just feel the Mavericks right now just think we can score basically anytime we want. If we move that ball around, someone's going to get an open look, whether it's a three or in the lane. And if it's if Patrick Beverly's out there, it's like, just go and anyone, whoever he's on, just go and score. You'll get the basket. So uh, terrible, terrible loss here for the Clippers last night. And they've got themselves obviously in a huge hole now heading out to Dallas. Yeah, but don't worry. They're not concerned. It's not that big a deal, Lee. They're down 2-0. Lost both games at home. But come on. Now they're the underdogs. Now all the pressure is on the Mavericks. This is how they're actually trying to uh, sort of uh, flip the narrative here. I know they're grasping at straws at this point, so maybe uh, give it a go. But Tass, is this one over? I mean, we said game two is a must win for the Clippers. Uh, Luca and all of his role players, who I'd like to get into sort of separately here in a second, took care of business. So this is done, right? They lost. It's over. They're not coming back from this. Well, the reason that they're down 2-0 is because they're playing an all-time great. I mean, I know we just throw that term around, but Luka Doncic could end up as one of the best top 10 all-time players. I don't think that's far-fetched to say that. I mean, No, it's not playing. that far. I mean, this is the greatest start to a, to a, a player's um, playoff career ever. No one's done what he's done in eight games, whatever it is. Like, no one's done this. All the mm-hmm. greats. Magic. LeBron, everybody. Yeah, no yeah he's, ma- he's magic yeah. with the shot right now. Yeah. People want to compare him to James Harden, but Luka Doncic is far better than James Harden was at this point of his career. I mean, he is he is exceeding that like crazy. I, I mean, the Mavs shot fifty eight percent and fifty three percent from from three point land. So fifty eight percent from the floor. I mean, they just tore up uh, the Clippers defense because of Luka. And the other reason why he's an all time great is is because he loves playing on the road. He loves playing to the crowd. He's getting into it with every single person out there uh, in the front row. So we're watching a guy who is the best player in the series. I mean, we all expected Kawhi to have a, a bit of a bounce back game. You know, Kawhi was fine in game one. He did come back. He had a 30-point first half. Oh, yeah. Uh, he scored over 40 points in this freaking game. Uh, but uh, I, I think we underestimate, I, I do anyways, how great Luka is and how much he loves the postseason. This is his second postseason. This is his second crack, and we're just seeing here uh, that he is taking it to another level. At the beginning of this season, he was kind of out of shape, uh, but now 
obviously he's in incredible shape because he can carry a freaking team for 48 minutes. I mean, they hide him on the odd possession, but he literally has to be able to handle the ball and pass to everybody and do everything. And he's there at the end. And he, and he defends, too. I mean, they, they, we all say, oh, he's a bad defender. The guy is huge. Uh, he is and now, uh, you know, he's elevated his three point shot because it's playoff time, baby. And uh, I think we sort of underestimated or I guess uh, underestimated is not the word. Forgot about how great a, a coach Rick Carlisle is because he has instilled confidence in every single one of those guys playing around Luca. Just shoot that thing. Uh, just shoot it. And he made a nice little adjustment, put, adjustment, putting Josh Richardson to the bench in favor of Tim Hardaway. And bang, uh, if, if you're shooting 60%, 50% from three, and, and the, the best defense for you is the free throw line, uh, then you're not going to lose. Uh, that's what it is. I mean, it has it really has nothing to do with the Clippers' offense. They scored. Uh, mm-hmm. But you can't give up 127 and, and expect to win. It's, uh, it's Luka, man, uh, playing in a perfect era, playing with the perfect team around him. That Josh Richardson adjustment is great. And uh, everybody just rolling with the best player in this series on that team. Trey, how embarrassing must it be here to purposely tank to avoid a certain team with a legendary player, an all-time great, to now only find yourself getting humiliated up to this point through two games by another team you weren't all that worried for about with also possibly, uh, you know, at least an immediate great uh, superstar of the league. Um, Bad look for the Clips here. Uh, the basketball gods uh, um, not shining uh, kindly upon them here because the Mavs can't miss here. Did they ask for this? <laughs> Scared money don't make money, Skeets. Mm. Scared teams don't win championships. You tank to avoid the Lakers, and guess what? You're going to avoid the Lakers because you're taking a couple of more L's here. I don't know if this is going to be a sweep, but it's not looking good. I thought the Clippers, though, I thought they were supposed to be good at defense. I'm sorry, Lee. I told you you could have confidence in these here Clippers, but clearly that is not the case. They gave up 101 points in three quarters. They're supposed to be a top 10 defense, and they're supposed to have perimeter defenders. That's the crazy thing. They've got Kawhi, Paul George, and Patrick Beverly, allegedly a good defender, though Russell Westbrook told us years ago, He's tricking you. He's just a short guy that runs around out there. Everybody can shoot over him. Not to mention, Avica Zubats cannot guard anybody in this series. Mm-hmm. They're putting no. him in the pick and rolls as well. Yep. That's how you're seeing so many dunks at the rim. For a while, there was a lot of jokes for the Lakers because they let Zubats get away. And people are saying, this is going to be the difference between the Clippers and the Lakers. I think the Lakers are doing okay inside if you're comparing those teams. But... If you're not going to get any defense from your point guard, who's allegedly a perimeter defender, and you can't get any defense from your big guy, where's the defense coming from? That's mm-hmm. why you lose when you shoot 50, 40, 90. Uh, if the Mavericks are going to keep outshooting the Clippers, uh, they're going to easily win this series. If they outshoot them two more games, this is going to be a sweep. I think it's possible, certainly, that the Clippers have a great shooting game down there in Dallas because they seem to think that there's a road court advantage. That was another thing that was coming up saying it's easier to come into another team's gym and shoot because there's no pressure, despite the fact that basically everybody says the opposite. Your role players play better at home and it's home court advantage, but this is the Clippers we're talking about here. I'm sorry, Lee. I'm sorry for saying you could have confidence in this team. That's my bad. Nah, my mean, bad. But but it should it just shouldn't be this bad for the Clippers because you know they've got the defenders, they've got the bodies they can throw. But we saw Luca hit two of the most ridiculous shots last night. One I guess was on that Patrick Beverly, that one-legged fadeaway deep three. But the other Crazy. one, which was on Paul George, 
where he just bodied him and then floated it just perfectly over him uh, to knock that in. And that's the thing. Luca doesn't really care. It's like, okay, Kawhi, you can defend me if you want. Paul George, you can defend me. I'm still going to take these shots and knock them down. He hit a big three, another step back over Paul George early in the game last night. Luca only went five for 13. He's not a great three-point shooter, but it just feels he always hits these massive ones. You know, mm-hmm. that's, the, that's the thing about him. So, uh, yeah, I, I don't know, man. This is... Uh, no, he this- cooked. He cooked. I mean, we're like picking on Patrick Beverly, and rightfully so, but he cooked everybody, like yeah, you're saying. Yeah, I mean, they didn't have yeah. an answer. Then they threw two guys at him, then he just like swings it. And, uh, you know, suddenly Tim Hardaway Jr. is, like, unstoppable. Like, what I loved about Tim Hardaway Jr. last night, we always talk about his three-point shooting. You know, one day he will get to a 50-point game. (laughs) I am convinced because he'll hit 15. But he was doing other things last night. He was, like, attacking. He was driving. He found a beautiful, like, flashing Porzingis. Uh, Tim Hardaway Jr. throwing a nice pass. What? He had another transition bucket. Like, he was just, like, he is playing next level right now. He's, like, become, like... Like the second or third star, I guess, for this team. Porzingis actually had a decent game too. He had a deep bomb. But Maxi Kleber, huge. Instrumental in this series too of just like, I know Kawhi got a lot, but at least he is a big guy that can sort of stick with them and then maybe tire him out throughout a game. And he gave them some offense too early, Maxi Kleber did. And just and like first Jaylen quarter Brun- points. Yeah, wow. I mean, like he's been phenomenal. All these guys are playing above their heads like and uh, is that Luca is that Rick Carlo instilling confidence in them is that the Clippers defense I'm sure it's a combination of both but yeah why are we to believe they're gonna play worse in Dallas you're right Trey it's like that place is going to be going insane first off like that building is going to be going bonkers I don't know what their capacity is tasked but I'm sure it's pretty high there down in Dallas they've got maybe Yeah. yeah They've got 15,000 coming in for game three. Well, okay, there we go. So. That place is going to be rocking. And uh, yeah, the Clippers at this point just feel like, uh, well, we can't stop Luka. We don't know what to do with him. Nobody can console him down. So they're just like crossing their fingers that all these other guys are going to come up empty. And, and maybe they do, maybe a few of them do, but there's enough of them, you know, with Jalen Brunson and Josh Richardson, you know, I thought he had some clutch baskets in the fourth, hit some big free throws. Like, there's enough of them that I still think uh, in, in, in game three, let's say, two, three of these guys show up. Um, because, again, Luka is just dissecting them. It is, mm. This is amazing. He is now, this is just a fun stat. Players with 70-plus points, 15-plus rebounds, and 15-plus assists total in their first two games of a playoff series on the road. It's Luka versus the Clips, LeBron in the 18 finals versus the Warriors, and Westbrook uh, in the first round of 2017 versus the Rockets. That's it. <laughs> That's uh, both games on the road, just to point that out again. But right. And, and Alvin Cacho brings up a very good point in the stream team. When Luka goes home to play in Dallas, it will be his first home playoff game because he played in the bubble last year. So right. they are going to be going nuts for that guy. I just thought that this Clippers team, their MO, what uh, I, I know JD hates that, that phrase, their modus operandi was the <laughs> fact that they were assholes, right? Right. I mean, the Kawhi Leonard was just allowing Luka Doncic uh, to go over screens. So, so Kawhi would drop down below screens in the first quarter because their, their recipe for success was let Luka shoot that thing. And uh, he was kicking ass. Like, I, I, just, I just don't get the, the non-fight in some of those defensive plays. Well, that's if, right. If, if Kawhi yeah, can't do it, sure. the, then we're, like, somebody else has to. I mean, Kawhi has a lot on his shoulders, uh, you know, being the number one offensive guy. Uh, take turns. I mean, I, I think Paul George was a little lax. Like, 30 seconds left, he allows an offensive rebound. allows Kleba to just climb his back because it seemed like he was sad Paul George again. I mean, there just wasn't enough assholeness on this team. Yeah. And that's, to me, just that scrappiness. Like, 
the reason why there's, I, I feel like there is a chance, you know, I, I don't know where the sense of urgency is with this team. I, I mean, it is, it's bonkers that they're down 2-0. But you do have Kawhi and Serge Ibaka in that locker room saying, hey, we were down 2-0 to the Milwaukee Bucks just two years ago. Maybe right. we can do it. Maybe we can come back. Maybe we can just get in their shorts. Like the reason why they're shooting 58% from, from the floor and over 50% from three is because they're not scrapping enough. Like to, to just rattle this, that list of guys of Tim Hardaway and Maxi Kleba and Jalen Brunson and all the way, just, you know, you have to be a little bit more assholeness to bring up that word for the billionth time. But I, like I, I saw Rajan Rondo sitting on the scorer's table when Luka Doncic was inbounding the ball with 30 seconds left and he was behind Scott Foster and Luka Doncic and Luka's like, this guy's legs are hanging over the scorer's table. Can can he move? <laughs> Get you your know? legs out of here. And and he got a delay of game because he moved his legs really slowly. <laughs> uh, it was a, like, that's just classic Rondo. But I, I just feel that's an example of them being jerks. And I think that there, it is somewhere in there. Like, are they going to implode or are they going to fight? They did fight somewhat in this game, but uh, they got to take it to another level. And I, I don't know, that home court, man, If they, they could go down 3-0. You know, Dirk is on the road in the crowd in this game. <laughs> That's right. Like He's going to be there in Dallas. It is going to be bonkers. Uh, are they going to fight? You know, we always bring it up. We bring it up like like Lee's brought it up. Do they fight back from adversity? That's the question with these Why Clippers. would we ever think this team will? That's the problem. Yeah, no, Kawhi, Kawhi played like Terminator Raptors Kawhi last night. In, in, Definitely. In his defense, you know, he, was still, he was still getting lit up by Luka when he was matched up on him. But no one was stopping Luka right now. But yeah, offensively, unbelievable. That was... That was that was flashbacks for me, Tass, to like, wow, the 2019 run, where it's just like, holy shit, this guy does not want to lose this game. Now, unfortunately, Luca was thinking the same thing. Um, but who else? Like, it may, I mean, maybe Serge, but I think Ty Lue doesn't even know who to play. He, he is throwing, I think as Simmons said it on his podcast this morning, he's just throwing shit at the wall. He's like... All right, here. Uh, okay, Terrence, like, Terrence Mann got, you know, got a run there suddenly. Like, okay, uh, you know, Batum's got chances. Obviously, Zubats, Abaka, Reggie Jackson's played actually okay for them. Morris was hitting some threes, but he's just like, everybody's getting all these. He doesn't have like an actual like seven or eight that he trusts at all. Um, so I don't know what the, the answer is here, Lily. You were about to jump in when Tass was talking. What were you going to say? Well, just saying, talking about that fighting through screens, when Luca wants Patrick Beverly on a switch, he just walks there and picks him up. Yeah. yeah <laughs> like, yeah. the like, switch they want every yeah. single time. Yeah. Every single just time. Like, so, yeah, and, and traffic could, control. He's just yeah. like, okay, well, we're going to do this. Yeah, I mean, he's playing. Like, there's no, like, people aren't saying, no, I'm going to fight over this screen and stay with Luca. Luca, because Luca's not that super quick guy who just gets to his spot. He just no. walks there, says, you're, you're on me now. And Beverly's like, yeah, I want this. And then he just goes in and scores. And then at the end, you could see Beverly actually tried to run away from that uh, switch on one of the possessions late because he was like, no, no, thanks, guys. I don't want this. So Patrick Beverly started last night. I wonder if he does maybe just throw Reggie Jackson into that starting lineup because I think Reggie's a better offensive player. And I don't think you lose a thing defensively because of what Patrick Beverly's given them so far. And they need something. They need something different. Um, and it's not coming from Patrick Beverly. So... Uh, yeah, I think I think Ty Lu also said T- Terrence Mann is going to get more minutes in the next he game. Mm-hmm. He's yeah. playing uh, hard. Yeah, Play ex- hard. exactly, exactly. Yeah. That's all. That's that's better than what they're getting so far. So uh, you know, that's a risk still because he's he's an inexperienced player. But if someone's going to go out there and fight and scrap, that's what they need right now. The well, key in Game Three is going to be the mental game because, like we're saying, it's going to be crazy. Luca's first playoff game in Dallas. Crowd's going to be rocking, and you know the Clippers are going to try and pull some stuff, whether it be Marcus Morris or Patrick Beverly. They're going to try and get underneath the Mavericks' skin at this point because they're losing on the court. So maybe mm-hmm. if they can take him out of their game, 
that would be beneficial to LA. So yeah, it's uh you know we've seen Luca be a bit of a temper boy uh, during the regular season. <laughs> Surely they're gonna try and pull some shit with him. So he's got to keep it cool and continue yep. to perform out there and stay on the court. Uh, let me give you the stat. Only 31 teams in NBA history have won the first two games of a best-of-seven series on the road, and 27 of them went on to win the series. So uh, four have come back. Four have been in the position that the Clippers are in right now and uh, managed to pull out that uh, Dallas, series Dallas, I guess, was uh, one of them against McGrady. Uh, that's probably right, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, back in the day. That sounds right, Lily. If you want to fact check that and you know, start typing on basketball reference, go nuts. <laughs> what about that Bulls Celtics? Yeah, uh, the Bulls yeah, Celtics. That one yeah. comes to a mind. So, years ago, yeah. so we'll see. Uh, you know, we don't need, I don't think yet, to start doing the whole well, what does this mean for the Clippers, you know, in the off season? What does this mean for Kawhi? Is he staying there? Do they do they have to move on from like a Paul George? Do they have to blow it up? You know, they don't have any picks. We, like, let's just save that, I think, because uh, we got some more games here to talk about. But uh, not looking good. An existential crisis here for the Clips. They've lost five straight uh, playoff games dating back to uh, last postseason. So in a bit of a rut. Anything else to add to, uh, to that game? When did you guys watch this game, by the way? I watched it this morning because of this weird overlap we had mm-hmm. going on. Brutality. The Starting the game, the two best games, uh, a half an hour apart from each other. It was uh, tough to watch, especially considering... Lakers versus Suns, you had to watch that of one course. as well. That was a banger. Yeah, I just refused to like get into the like going back yeah. and forth to the point where now I'm not watching mm-hmm. anything all that close. So I, I locked into uh, yeah Suns Lakers last night and then watched this one this morning, which was actually entertaining. Even knowing the outcome, I actually think that's sometimes even more fun for some uh, weird reason. Like, how is this going to come about? Yeah, go Brendan ahead. Haywood, great on the call, by the way. Yeah, he should get way more games. He's really good because he just brings like some experience uh, and he just talk. He just tells like it is. I really enjoyed him and uh, Joel Myers there last night. Oh, yeah, Joel Myers, man. That deep voice, the love of dogs permeating from his lips. He needs some dogs. He wants to see some dogs in the Clippers. He's got to have a dog. Uh, Joel Myers loves dogs, everyone. That's just a fact we know about him. We've met him before. He's an awesome guy. Um, So anyway, now everybody knows he loves dogs. First first question he asks you is, like, you got a dog? Really trust a man with a dog. And I didn't have a dog at the time. I think he hated me. He'd love me now. That's why you got one, right? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Next time I see him. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com courtside to learn more. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7, U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Spring is the best time to add new challenges to your training just in time for those warm summer days. Pool season's coming soon, so I've been hitting the weights with Peloton and my guy Adrian Williams trying to get my muscle on in order to expand my cannonball splash radius. Peloton's varying class lengths were designed with your training plan in mind. It's easy to personalize your workout. Whether you'd like to add a 10-minute core session at the end of your strength class 
or take a 60-minute power zone ride to increase your endurance, Peloton classes are designed to help focus on your needs and goals. There are a variety of classes like boot camps, boxing, full body strength, or marathon training, all created to grow your skills or push you to improve in what you already excel in. And their expert coaches and nonstop vibes will push you to new levels of strength and endurance, keeping you on your toes while giving you the professional coaching you need. Shout out to Adriana Aditi, Andy, and Emma. I love you all so much. Whether you prefer to run outdoors, row or ride at home, or strength train at the gym, Peloton has everything you need to get you where you're going. Get your head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Let's uh, move on to the other L.A. team. Had a bit of a better night there on Tuesday night. Uh, Anthony Davis and the Lakers bounce back to beat the Suns 109-102 in Game 2. Task, big takeaway from uh, this Lakers victory over the Suns. Well, the Lakers obviously came out with a little more oomph, uh, knowing they had to tie this series. And uh, it started with their best player, Anthony Davis. Yeah, Anthony Davis is their best player right now. LeBron is saving it for a little later, just like last year's finals. We'll get. Let me get to LeBron in a sec, but let's start with Anthony Davis because yeah. he came out aggressive. He shot 21 free throws, but it didn't feel like that to me. No. It felt like it was just, you know, in the flow, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but, but he got his second foul with nine minutes left in the first quarter. And the, the Suns missed a golden opportunity to, to take him out of the game. I don't know how he plays another five minutes on the floor without the Suns going after him over and over. It's a great call by Frank Vogel. But, I mean, Devin Booker had him on a switch just like 30 seconds after he got his second foul. But he just passed out of it. Book passed out of it. It was, it was nuts. And AD uh, ended up playing 40 minutes and scoring 34 points. So uh, an opportunity missed there, I think, for the Suns uh, in a game where they stayed in it despite Chris Paul not looking like himself what, at all. I mean, he, had, he played 23 minutes. He scored six points. This could have been a blowout if it wasn't for Cam Payne coming oh, yeah. off the bench. Uh, what, what a great performance by him as a backup guard just a, a few years ago, nearly out of the league, traded from the, the Thunder. He was Russell Westbrook's dance partner. He was traded for uh, Taj Gibson to the Chicago Bulls, and the Bulls uh, look like... They lost that trade because Taj Gibson played for two months for the Thunder, but it looked like campaign was out of the league. Anyways, campaign saved it. They're down one with four minutes left. This was a real tight game down the stretch. Uh, but, uh, yeah, the Lakers just picked apart the Suns late. They did a good job of getting the ball out of Devin Booker's hands, even though um, you know he had a 31-point night. They decided to let everybody else beat us, especially with Chris Paul you know, not 100%, yeah. and, and it worked. And, uh, you know, LeBron has never ever gone down 0-2 in a series um, in the first round in the first round mm, right. and he had his team uh, yeah ready to go um, and I think you know all, all, all the the entire roster was ready to play they yeah. got great performances uh, but I think LeBron is he's showing us he's human because he is saving his body for later on in the series because that that monstrous frame the locomotive as we've all called him forever uh, he only had three of his 16 shots in the lane he just wasn't driving really and two of those were just big dunks. One fast, one fast break, and one alley oop fast break. Oh, he, only... he got up on that oop. Holy yeah. shit! He did. He did. But, <laughs> ankles uh, looking okay. Ankles looking all right, but he's not driving. I no, mean, no, he, you're right. He he only he only drove into Dario Sarch once and shot one free throw in this game. His other 13 shots were outside the lane. Nine threes in this game. So I think he's he's saving it. Only 18 points and 23 points in the first two games. Uh, so Anthony Davis was really the key. Uh, but it's nice to be a number one guy and just kind of 
you know, give it to the other guy uh, like like it was in the finals. And LeBron will come on when when needed, but he didn't need to really drive in this game because up and down the roster, Andre Drummond, all these guys, they they really showed up. So uh, a great performance, and it sucks to see Chris Paul out again. Yeah. Is, are we having flashbacks of Warriors Rockets where Chris Paul went out? Because you know, if we have a hundred percent Chris Paul with a great Phoenix Arena, it was a fun game. Uh, maybe they get the win. Oh, it's even like worse when you consider he was healthy all season for for the Suns with Chris Paul now in this the bum shoulder and how it happened to uh, you know colliding with his own guy there in Game One. And Monty Williams said it was his decision to keep him out right um, for a majority of that second half because he only played seven minutes in the second half uh, where he only had one point two assists. And like you said, Tass, this game was still close. And, and we can I, I actually think oddly this was like. A good win, I guess, for the uh, sorry, a good loss for the Suns in a way that they like made it. They were in it. They 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 fought because they went down early there in the third quarter, and I thought like, oh, this is gonna be blowout central, and you know, it looked like the the Lakers were gonna pull away comfortably, and the Suns clawed their way back. Cam Johnson hit a bunch of threes. Campaign, like you said, was I thought really spectacular in the third and fourth quarters there. Crowder finally hit a three there on a four point play. You had eight and Duncan. They took the lead right at one mm. point. Um, with like five or six minutes to go. So like, uh, again, a good loss. That sounds stupid. But they, they showed some fight there, especially without Chris Paul. But Anthony Davis, uh, Lili, you know, after game one, he said, I got to be better. Like, that was pathetic. I got my ass outplayed by Aiton. And uh, I thought right from the jump, like there was a tr- first play of the game, I think it was, like a little transition from the Lakers. He just went and like put his ass like two feet from the rim. And they threw him the ball, and Crowder got that foul, like, yeah. right away. And it was yeah. like, oh, yeah, he is going to, like, put his impact on this game right away. And then he kicked Crowder in the nuts after that. Um, yeah, but Crowder but, having... And got the free throws for him. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, but Crowder having picked up a foul already was way too close, I thought, anyway, uh, on that. you got to give him a little bit of room. It was only, like, a minute into the game or something. and uh, But that kick in the nuts, oh, goodness me, the slow-mo of that was just awful. I could have done without Reggie Miller and Harlan... Uh, <laughs> Uh, who kept saying uh, bullseye they kept saying bullseye like the tip of his dick is the bullseye they said like three times like alright that's enough okay Uh, Uh, yeah Yeah. Yeah. right from the get go 34 10 uh, you know the the entire 7 assists 3 blocks and steal awesome game Got a good block early on Devin Booker going into the lane there too. Uh, yeah, this was this was such a LeBron-like, you know, first game, yeah, second game, just completely dominate as much as you can. It wasn't just him as their bigs. I thought Andre Drummond was much better in this game. Mm-hmm. And Marcus Gasol came off the bench and hit a couple of three-pointers. And that's something, their size, you know, which is not usually the way teams are playing these days, but in this series... The Suns just can't sort of match. You know, if you're Frank Vogel, you can rotate a couple of those guys. We've seen him at times play two of those guys uh, a lot throughout the season. So that could be another advantage here for the Lakers. But the, the biggest concern is Chris Paul. He's, he, I mean, he, he may even miss game three because he, when he's he out He couldn't throw court, a pass across no, the court. No, yeah. no. And that's the problem is that arm, he's trying to sort of protect it. You know, he, he only took, I think, four shots. Um, uh, he hit one mid-ranger, but he just can't. He's got no confidence in shooting the ball. So... And if Monty Williams in game two of a playoff series is like, I can't even have him out on the court because he's just not 100%. So I'm not sure what they do here. It's a it's a horrible, horrible uh, story because this was shaping up to be an incredible series. But going to LA now, having to win at least one, uh, I think that's even going to be too tough here for the Suns. So um, I, I'm optimistic that they can somehow keep it close enough. But man, Anthony Davis last night, it's, it's just like, yeah, that was nice. Game one, I hope you enjoyed that victory, Phoenix. But uh it's my series from here on out. 
Yeah, I sure. think we got a douchebag sweep on our hands here, mm. especially Ooh. if Chris Paul isn't able to go, and maybe even if he was, because I think the Lakers can go to another level defensively. Campaign was roasting him, no doubt, in the fourth quarter, but I think uh, KCP, Schroeder, uh, Caruso can go up another level there. And you see that last you know, minute and a half, basically, from LeBron and AD. LeBron hits a turnaround. He's honestly getting to late Michael Jordan levels with his turnaround. Like, yeah, he's not driving to the lane at all right now, but that's because his jumper is money. Hit four threes last night. AD hit a three. Schroeder gets a steal off campaign. AD hits free throws. as a quick 7-0 run with a minute left, uh, in about a minute with under four minutes remaining in the fourth quarter. And that was the game right there. 21 free throws for Anthony Davis, like we're saying. Shout out to uh, DeAndre Ayton actually be able to compete with him, stay yeah. on the court. I thought he played pretty well. Like you're saying, Lee Drummond and Gasol both had um, pretty solid contributions for the Lakers as big guys. But this is going to be LeBron's first playoff game in L.A. with L.A. fans. Uh, in game three, which is pretty crazy to think about considering they played yeah. it in the bubble last year and LeBron and the Lakers didn't make the playoffs his first season. So I don't know. If Chris Paul's not able to go, this is a big lift for Devin Booker. And you still got to hope that DeAndre Ayton can kind of match what Anthony Davis has been giving to the Lakers. And obviously he's rounding into form here. Scary times for the Suns. Yeah, DeAndre, 22 and 10 on 11 and 13 shooting. He was like super efficient again. Um, what do you think, Tess? Is this douchebag sweep to you? You know, can the Suns, you know, I know Chris Paul's injury and his status is uh, the huge question mark, but let's say he's out for, let's say he's out for both games. I don't know, for in LA. Can, can the Suns win any of them without him? It's tough, but uh, I, I, I got a little belief in Devin Booker bounce back game. You know, I, I know he had 31, but more than half of those were from the free throw line. Uh, I think he can, he can just fire away a little bit more. I think Monty will, will do a better job of getting him open and getting him some actual looks, some actual shots. So I'm not, I, you know, no Chris Paul. That's, that's, that's rough. tough. Asking yeah. campaign to be a starter in the playoffs. That's, that would be a lot. I would imagine. I, I can't imagine Chris Paul not playing though. I think he'll be out there even as a decoy. Um, and that that's better than asking campaign to start. Um, so yeah, I can't get any worse for Chris Paul, right? Like, you know, he only hit a couple shots in this game, didn't want to take them, didn't want to take them from his spot, which is, you know, weird to watch. But I like those arm bandages. You know, those were, like, stylish. Those were, it was almost it's like, like a, a cool pattern texture on them. To yeah. Them. yeah, it looks like a yeah. reptile almost or something. Yeah, I thought it was a Baroque pattern, you know? Like, everybody <laughs> likes having on their wall those... those uh, cool wall wallpapers sure. i thought that was on his straps mm-hmm. those are those are sweet uh i think we'll see him in game three is what i'm trying to get at jeez i mean he'll gut it out but like if he can't play with his one arm to either shoot the ball or even pass the ball or dribble the ball like we saw in game one he like had the worst handles i can ever remember chris Paul having because he only has one arm mm-hmm. um i don't know and then you're playing the best uh you know defensive team in the league in the lakers with a lot of guys like trey said that you can put pressure on the on the wing so this sucks, man. And, like, it's just, again, like, so now the shoulder, I went through it the other day, right? I mean, he had the hamstring issues before, um, just a couple other injuries that I'm drawing a blank on right now. It's just, like, you go look at Chris Paul's, like, postseason runs, always something hmm. that just, uh, you know, he's just snake-bitten every single time. So, we'll see. I still have a little belief in the Suns here because um, I, I, I get, that gave me a lot of promise there that, that not – Falling, you know, rolling over and dying there in last night's game because I think a lot of teams would have in that situation, but they didn't. So I think we still have a series. Hopefully we still have a series. All right. Uh, we definitely don't have a series. 
in the Eastern Conference. Not this one. Trey, you're going to get us started. The Nets, baby. Uh, Joe Harris hitting seven threes. They crushed the Celtics. 130-108 to 108 for the 2-0 series lead. Uh, what's your takeaway from, uh, from this one? Well, Skeets, we had some great basketball over the weekend. <laughs> yeah, a lot of great sure game ones on that Saturday and Sunday. Unfortunately, we had to pay it back a little bit. Getting our blowouts in. Yeah. Nets didn't play very well in game one. They played a pretty solid second half. Game two, though, they just straight up smacked the Celtics. 40 in the first quarter for Brooklyn. Joe Harris hit four threes. He had 16 in the first quarter. James Harden hit two three-pointers to start the second quarter. And the game was over. All five Nets starters were in double figures. KD led the way with 26. Joe Harris ended up with 25. 20 for James Harden. 16 for Kyrie Irving. Light work. And Jason Tatum only played 21 minutes in this because he got poked in the eye. Looking sweepsy. Looking sweepsy around here, Skeetington. There's a little bit of intrigue with Kyrie heading back to Boston. There's certainly a chance that the Celtics could catch fire. Maybe the Nets lose interest, but it's over. It's over. Yeah, should this Sorry, game, uh, should, should, should they have just called this game at halftime, Lily? Just said, all right, that's a wrap. Let's well, go. I did, so yeah. Um, <laughs> no, you know, look, you, you're trying to you're trying to sort of look at a game like this and think, how can I analyze it? And how can I sort of bring something to it? But it's there's not much to do. I mean, they're already without Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum. He's done too. And uh, uh, look, if you're the if you're the Celtics, you say, look, we kept Harden and Kyrie to only 35 points last night. That's pretty good. Uh, yeah, you're trying to find jokes. You're trying to brighten the mood. But uh, this one will only be not <laughs> Thanks, a sweep. <laughs> Honestly, if the Nets just Brent fall asleep. Stevens has never told a joke in his life. <laughs> I mean, Blake Griffin. Blake Griffin's throwing down, you know, uh, a hot dog type dunks out there last night. You know? uh, uh, yeah. Not really. I don't know. It's just no. like no. That, that, I thought there was a tweet going around. Last like can the city of Detroit sue Blake Griffin? <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, he threw down two pretty nice ducks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just yeah. This is. Uh, I saw one of the dads this morning who's a Celtics fan. Oh boy! Just shook his head <laughs> as we walked past. Last day of school as well, so I won't see him again. He was just oh, not, wow. not in the mood to even talk about it this morning. It's like fair mm. enough. You know, there's not much to say. There really isn't anything to say out of this one. Yeah. yeah. Go ahead, Tess. Here, here are my observations from sure. this game. I got one. Oh. You go nuts. Yeah, don't, don't worry. It won't take long. Uh, Kevin Durant takes the jump ball at center over Blake Griffin to start the game. <laughs> oh, that's interesting. Cool. Uh, there's sun shining through a window onto the court. If you remember, they, they highlighted that during the game. I wonder if Jay-Z that's designed that when he designed the arena. Is that... Is that so the Celtics are shooting into the sunlight? The Celtics were shooting on that end. That's mm. interesting. Mm. Uh, maybe that factors in later on in the series. No, the only thing I want out of this series is for this game to be buried like while we're having these three-game nights to have another game on at the same time so yes. we don't really have to watch yeah. it. 100%. Yes. And, and that's what's happening on Friday night. Uh, there's another game on while this one is on. Oh, that's so. good. Is it on NBA TV then? Got to get this one on NBA TV. <laughs> it's on ABC oh. while the other two games are on ESPN. No, the other two games are on ESPN, which is rare. Seven Knicks Hawks and then on ESPN and then Net Celtics ABC. Why don't TNT and ESPN just mix it up rather than have their night? Why don't they just say, all right, listen, 
because last night as well, okay, maybe there's a, maybe there's an argument for for a TNT game there for the for the Net Celtics last night game too. But for the two games on last night, you can't have one on NBA TV if you're going to have have if they're going to win the same time, put one on ESPN and one on TNT. Sure. Okay, I see yeah. What you're saying. I mean, yeah. you know, well, they can flex. They can just call each other up and say, "Listen, do we really want to put Luka Doncic on NBA TV?" No, we don't. <laughs> Get him on ESPN. I don't know what ESPN had on last night. Probably baseball. Get rid of that. <laughs> Come on. They've got to work together. I mean, they always promote each other as well. They say, oh, coming up, you know, on TNT, they say coming up on ESPN tomorrow. Night. They announce the schedule. Yeah. So there just needs to be better coordination, I think. Well, yeah. I also, uh, you know, while we're doing the old man yells at clouds routine, yeah. <laughs> I would just like them to decide when they say in the, uh, in the schedule on NBA.com, game starts at 7.30. Yes. Are we f- starting at yes. 7.30 or are we starting at quarter to 8? 10 to 8. Which one is it? No, I because know. They keep now you know how the stream team feels at 10 a.m. <laughs> Eastern saying, 10 a.m. Eastern? Where no, are these consistent. guys? No, we're consistent. We're always a good four or five minutes late. <laughs> That's a good point. We're, we're always, always at 10.07. But this, I, I mean, I honestly, I saw the 7.30. I had things going on. I was like, That's all right. I'll, I'll fire it up at uh, 7.45. There's always 10 or 15 yeah. minutes before these things. And I did that, and I'm like, what? It was like, you know, the game was over. Nets were up, big. And I was like, oh, <laughs> awesome. Like, God. I mean, I don't. I'm, I think it is like this. I know it has to do with the second game where that's being played. It has to do with its TNT or ESPN because they like to, like, flip-flop how much of a pregame they have. But, Tass, it's frustrating, man. Just tell me. Just tell, Actually, just tell me tip time. That's yeah. all I want to know. Tip just time. a tip. Just the tip. Just the tip. Just like the, the tip the of Jay Crowder's penis. Yeah, give me the bullseye. Yeah. Nice kick. God. Uh, yeah, yeah. Like, why, do, why don't we have uh, on like a, a Twitter account, Anthony Davis. Like, he kicked Jay Crowder in the junk yesterday. We have a video uh, uh, of him kicking the start time for the game. You know, like a visual. It's 730, 7.30, 7.35, 7.40, 7.45. I often see a reporter, like when the Bucks hosted the Heat on Monday night, it was Eric Name of The Athletic. He, he tweeted, looks like we got a 7.50 start time for this game, yeah. which is 20 minutes. So that's when I tuned it. But but you know what? I don't mind it because even if I'm late, I was late yesterday. It was 7-7 seven, seven midway through the, I don't know how many minutes were gone. But I just watch from the beginning. And then I catch up during commercials. <sighs> yeah. I, I ain't that mad. I don't have that option right now with my, uh, you know, my streaming capabilities, my restarting capabilities like that. But you're right. That's what I would have oh, done in you the past. Got, you got that option. I don't have the box. Option. No. You don't have a. I can't app- do that with my. You don't uh, have a fruity TV. You don't have an Apple TV. <laughs> yeah, I have an Apple TV. <laughs> just I can't do that the- on my AT and T TV app. That I'm. But you can do. You can definitely do it. True, well, if, yeah, you got to be watching on the NBA app on uh, your Apple yeah, TV. Yeah, yeah, you're right. I, mean, yeah. I, I keep forgetting about the NBA app. You're right. I could do yeah, it. Yeah, it works. It um, really works. All right. Wow. Lots to add to this game. I was gonna say <laughs> to bring it back to basketball very quickly. I thought Durant's defense was pretty damn amazing in this because I know you usually talk about the offense with the Nets because they're I don't know probably the greatest offensive team ever assembled at this point. But KD had four blocks. He swatted a Time Lord there on a baseline jump shot. He locked up Kemba. Uh, and then, you know, blocked his ass there. He did help hold Tatum to just nine points there in the 21 minutes and then, you know, helped his 
uh, box score even more there by poking him in the eye. But I thought he played great defensively, and he is their best defensive player. And we've seen this before from him when he, when he you know, obviously had some uh, incredible moments on the Warriors, I thought, defensively. So that's good moving forward. they got to win a title here. The Nets aren't worried about the Celtics, but they do need to play some defense at some point in these playoff series, I would, I would imagine, against some of these teams. So I thought, Gre- Green, just to jump in, I thought Jared Greenberg's question to him after the game on the floor about him being potentially too old to be a, a defensive presence was a... Uh, that was a question thrown at KD. KD swatted it. He's like, yeah, nope. Yeah. I mean, I don't think I'm a liability out there, Jared. Uh, so he handled it pretty well. Jared's uh, getting but... a nasty DM from a burner out there somewhere. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he is. For sure. Jared <laughs> Chambers. Hit it, JD. Come on, man. Where is it? Taz just threw up the softball there. Uh, you knocked that out of the park. I guess Jared had a match. Yes. Awesome. <laughs> so good. Oh, it's so good, man. That'll what be is, in your head all day. What is the voice on that? I don't. I, I, it was I, like an app. It was right? just an app. Yeah, yeah, I think it was Diddy.co was the app, if I'm not mistaken. What's a, what is it like? The parody of again? Is it like a football Monday? That's night? the Monday Night Football yeah, theme song. Yeah. yeah. Oh. But uh, I think uh, I don't know. I think it was fan since '09. A Philly sports fan had. Um, had replaced it with, yeah, man's a bird. <laughs> <laughs> Too close to Jared Greenberg to let it slide. Uh, uh, that's a good cold open. I, I also want, uh, I want mask watch for all these sideline reports. Because Jared had a little problem with his mask. He had to do a little thing thing. You know, while he was talking, he had to alter. And you got Chris Haynes in the other game. Well, that mask was up to his eyeballs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like, can you see? Yeah. Uh, but... Have you seen Frank Kaminsky wear his mask? It's a, it looks like a headband, the way he's got it. Like barely covering anything. <laughs> yeah, a lot of crazy masks. Uh, some people you can hear, like, uh, or you can't, I guess, hear all that well through the mask, too. Uh, mm-hmm. Which is, I mean, duh. But uh, some, I feel like, talk a little clearer through them than others. Yeah. I feel like Rachel Nichols is quite muffled when she's uh, got her mask on. It's very difficult. Yep. Right, mask watch. I agree. Yeah, <laughs> I thought you can he- you can hear Haynes really well, even though it's yeah. up to his eyeballs. But I guess the sound's coming out up at the top and then dropping into the mic. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> uh, so here's all we have left with this series. Kyrie hasn't played uh, in front of Celtics fans, and we're gonna get that on. What night do they play? I don't have the schedule. Probably Thursday, I guess. Yeah, Thursday, Get Friday. Over and done with. Who knows? Yeah, 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 maybe Friday. Friday. Oh, yeah, I said Friday. Yeah, 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 Friday. Game yeah, three. Yeah. But, Lee, what did you think about Kyrie's comments? Um, asked about that. You know, this is going to be your first game in Boston in front of fans. He's played once before, but it was an empty arena. Um, and this is what Kyrie said. Hopefully we can just keep it strictly basketball. There's no belligerence or racism going on. Subtle racism. And then there was a lot more back and forth. I'm sure you read the, the article on ESPN or on The Athletic about this. Um, what do you make of this? I'm not really sure, to be honest. Um, Kyrie had a couple of seasons there and uh, left as a free agent. Um, he has made comments about the city before. Yep. Um, so I guess, uh, you know, he, he wants to... You Get know, out just, in front of it? Yeah, I, I guess so. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I was, I don't know. I mean, when you're saying things like that, that implying racism from the crowd, I mean... Uh, that's probably not going to go over too well with the fans who don't think that. So I don't know. Yeah. Kyrie's got a bit of a 
a bit of a tenuous history there in his short time in Boston, but, uh, you know, he's not afraid to say what he thinks and believes. So, uh, you know, he got it out there. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure the uh, Celtics crowd will be ever so polite to Kyrie Irving. <laughs> yeah, is, yeah. I mean, like, be... we, we obviously understand fans passionate and boo and all that, but that's where we want it to stay. We don't want yeah. any, anything more than that. So, uh, yeah, I understand if he if he feels that way, if uh, he's been treated just like boo. that. Just boo. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Just yeah. boo. No. Just boo. Yeah. That's yeah, fine. We'll, we'll see if they can do that. I'm sure there will always be uh, one or two bad apples in that crowd, and hopefully the uh, security gets on them and they boot them if they uh, cross that line. All right, final news here in the Eastern Conference. Can you guys see this little bug flying around my screen? Oh, my God. You guys ever had that here when we're doing any of these live streams? Yeah. Keeps like, it. It's like a little fruit fly. <laughs> just keeps buzzing around my head here. Um, okay, I guess you guys can't see it. I'm nope. glad I really no. brought attention to it. But anyway, if you see me like smack my mic or my computer or my head, uh, I'm trying to catch this fruit fly. But we do have some news here. And uh, we got another award handed out. Knicks forward Julius Randle has been voted as the NBA's most improved player in a landslide. Randle's son, uh, Kaiden, surprised his dad with the award after the Knicks practice on Tuesday. Randle received 98 first place votes out of a possible 100 Detroit's Jeremy Grant coming in second, uh, received the other two first place votes, and then Denver's Michael Porter Jr. finished third. Uh, Lily, no shock here. No. Um, but uh, I saw that you were a fan of how they presented the award. Two for two in uh, handing out the award so far, right? Fantastic. We're going to see that in the next segment, actually, too. Uh, oh, but the, nice the, funny, the funniest thing about this is Julius Randle was two votes away from unanimous, but he didn't actually get a vote. Uh, he didn't even get 100 total votes. He only got 99. Someone didn't even have him in the top three. Oh, got, wow. Is that yeah, an he error? Got, that could have been an error. That well, happens. he got 98 first-place votes, one second-place vote, and zero third-place votes. So uh, someone didn't even think he was in the top three, which is kind of odd when a guy wins it so convincingly like that. But, uh, yeah, the other guy, I think, Jeremy Grant. Michael Porter Jr. finished uh, quite high, I think, because he uh, had such a strong end of the season. Because otherwise, I think Christian Wood probably finishes up there. But he was on the Rockets, and he was injured for a lot of it. So, uh didn't really factor into it as much but yeah well done to julius randall yeah trey uh anything to add to this we're seeing uh for everybody on the stream team uh the breakdown of the votes i hadn't even noticed that lee good catch uh my guess is that was an error by somebody <laughs> but uh who knows? somebody accidentally voted for chase on randall yeah, as a third place maybe. vote because he got that 50th wedgie of the season <laughs> good reason if you ask me um no surprise that julius randall would win most improved the Knicks need him, however, to be the most improved player of the night tonight. Ooh. That's what we call a segue in the business. Uh, Julius Randle shot the ball incredibly well this season. The guy hit like an insane amount of pull-up, step-back jumpers with four hands in his face. They just kept dropping for the entire season. He was incredible this year. Not so much in game one. Um, the defense was better against D Julius Randle, but he dominated the Hawks during the regular season. So let's see some of that improvement tonight, JR. I've, I've got a very easy trivia question, especially for the doppelganger here. Randle, only the second player to win the award in his seventh season or later, joining who, Tass? Hedo Turkaloo. Ball. That's correct. Yes, he won yeah. in his eighth season. Turkaloo did oh seven oh eight there. With the uh, just just seeing uh, people in the stream team here saying mm -hmm. that Chris Haynes, according yep. to uh, Emil Nate, had Julius Randle outside his top three, and I just went and checked the ballot. Yeah, he wow. released his ballot a while ago, and he didn't have uh, Julius Randle in his top three. <laughs> Strange. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, what's his reason? Like he he believed in Randall before everybody else did. <laughs> he was like, no, good. he was already good. 
That's a strange one. Why, yeah. Haynes? Hmm. No, why? <laughs> That's just <laughs> why weird. exactly? But good stuff oh, by the stream why? team there, doing the research. All right, we still got a tweet of the night, and we'll set up tonight's games. But first, a quick break to hear from our sponsors. I got to get something off my chest. Nothing drives me crazier than sending a message to a group chat and getting no response. That's why I'm a big emoji responder. Love a hang loose hand or a salute. But man, it hurts when you send a message and get nothing back. Ouch. We all carry around different stressors, big and small. When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. Therapy isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash NoDunks today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com slash NoDunks. This episode of No Dunks is brought to you by BetterHelp. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service that you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Trey, that's the hat we were talking about on yesterday's show, isn't it? That crazy starters logo hat. That's right, buddy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Big one. Big old hat. Got some patches. Mm. Oh, I saw you were a fan of these uh, uh, MLB patches hats that a lot of people were clowning on. You liked them. Oh, call me Patches O'Houlihan. You can throw a patch on any clothing item. I'm like, that's going to be cool. I got, a, I got a random book of Grateful Dead style here. I got a pair of shorts covered in patches. Yeah. Love it. So, uh, you know what? I'm going to put out an open patches call here. Send me some patches. Oh. You got okay. some weird patches? Send them to me. I'll put them on a pair of shorts. I'll wear a, I'll be cool patch shorts, Dad. Do you like the movie, too? <laughs> Patch Adams? Yeah. Uh, you know, I liked watching it on VHS when I was a child, but I haven't gone back. Yeah, you know? I, remember yeah. it being, I remember it being a good movie. Took a couple of Robin spins Williams. with Robin Williams there, the silly doctor. Um, but does it have replay value? I'm not sure. Personally, I would be going back and watching Jack. Remember when he's like a 40-year-old man who's an 8-year-old boy or something like that? Robin oh. Williams pretending to be a oh, kid. yeah, yeah, yeah. Sounds yeah. like big. Yeah, <laughs> yeah basically, big, yeah. But, uh, but now it's Jack. Okay. I'm glad you big, uh, now it's Jack. I'm glad you knew the movie I was talking about, because in my head I thought the movie was called Patches, but it was Patch Adams. <laughs> so thank you for being uh, a little quicker than I am. All right, let's get to Tweet of the Night. Mm, tweet of the Night. Wow. Twitter. What do you got, Lily? Yeah, well, I talked about it uh, because the NBA's handed out their second award and it went to Julius Randle last night. And once again, they did a fantastic job because they got Julius's son, uh, Kaiden, to uh, hand it to him. And uh, the Knicks tweeted out the video. And here it is. I'm surprised my dad was 
What do you have there, Tyler? A trophy. Whose trophy? My dad's. Oh, yes, sir. That same uh, portrait camera there too, Skeetsy. I thought you would have liked that uh, shooting. But um, honestly, I think uh, the NBA has done a a fantastic job. The award show, you know, they tried it. It didn't really work. This is a much better way of uh, handing out the awards, uh, getting, you know, teammates, family involved, whatever it is. And, uh, Mm. oh, my God, seeing his son come out there and just seeing the smile on Julius's face, like it was just a beautiful, beautiful moment. So well done to everyone involved with that. Um. I don't know if I had just never realized how sort of uh, weird the MIP award actually is. The trophy itself. It's not a whole lot there, Tess. It's not. Yeah. It was quite small. <laughs> it's like. Very. It's like we've got a more impressive Webby award than the most improved player award. I, the trophy. <laughs> it's like cooler looking than that. I'm just saying. It's not a lot to it. No. Basically nothing. Yeah, uh, I won a couple most improved awards in my day. They're better than those ones. Yeah, I, I, I could pull it out right now. Th- what'd yeah, you, what'd was... you win for? What are we talking? Sports? Uh, no, just growing up. <laughs> <laughs> most improved from, from your, your family was just like you were the most improved medalist this year. <laughs> yeah, for sure. No, uh, baseball. I, oh, baseball. I won something okay. baseball a couple years. You know, I was so bad I won it back to back years. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Uh, but, uh, yeah, it is weird. Uh, you know, the NBA Awards, uh, the, the whole ceremony, the, the, the show that, yeah. yeah, it didn't work, but I'd like to I bring it back. That's mm. a nice little fun trip for us if we, if we get it. <laughs> nah, nah, we're not going. Selfishly. It was fun that one year, yeah. Yeah, it was a fun yeah. one year they sent us there. Uh, <laughs> no, I like this more. I'm with Lily. It's uh, especially the timing of it is the mm. other thing. I like these awards coming out in the playoffs. Like I want, I want Jokic to get his MVP. You know, I don't know if they'll still do it in front of the home crowd and all that. Probably not. But uh, yeah, I wonder what they, they don't want a David team. Robinson Akeem situation. I get that, but uh, I do like it in the playoffs. But that's just me personally. Are they going to surprise Jokic? Like Composo mm. uh, passes him the MVP trophy between the legs or something like that? The floor. <laughs> yeah, it's, I hadn't thought about that. Yeah, they, they're two for two right now. There's, what, four major ones left? Uh, mm-hmm. So they, can they keep it up? Let's, and it actually keep... worked out all right for most improved player because, like you're saying, kind of a small trophy, but a trophy that a child could handle. Yeah, you don't yeah, want right. to give a kid the MVP right. trophy trying to wiggle that thing around. A little Good one point. you can hold in your hands is perfect for, uh, for a dad like Julius Randle. That's a great point. I hadn't thought about that. Okay, tonight's games. Uh, we got Wizards Sixers game two. That one's on NBA TV. That is getting the NBA TV status. Hawks Knicks game two. Huge one in MSG. I can't wait to see what the uh, Knicks faithful have in store for Trey Young now after the mayor is saying, uh, <laughs> calling out Trey. What a loser. Oh my God. You're embarrassing yourself. Uh, and then Grizzlies Jazz is the other game. Man, that's big too, of course, with the Grizzlies taking game one. Which, uh, which game are you most excited for, Tess? 
Well, I want to see, yeah, how Trey Young responds for sure. Right. I, uh, listen, I don't mind the Bill de Blasio call out. <laughs> Why <on>. not? <laughs> Just try and get under his skin as much as possible. Uh, yeah, they're going to be going nuts. What What happens on the other side? Trey mentioned, can Julius Randle... Just shake off the cobwebs. He just wasn't himself in game one. Mm-hmm. We got to expect a big game two. But Trey Young just watched Luka Doncic. And, uh, you know, maybe maybe, maybe he tries to do a little too much, uh, especially after uh, the mayor's comments. I don't know. It's uh, I, 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 It feels like a must win for the Knicks, obviously. But, uh, I don't know, Trey still got something in that bag. So, uh, yeah, that, that game is... Must watch on both sides. Yeah, what time is this game starting? Do we know tip? I think 7.30. Is it 7.30 though, Lee? Well, no, I we, think that's what I mean. TV is saying 7.30, so I think it's 7.45. Because you know in New York they want to drag it out. I don't so, know. But, it's a TNT game. Sometimes yeah. they just go right to it. Let's go yes. right to the guys. Oh. Yeah, you're turning on Bones at 7.29. <laughs> Skeets seen, and waiting I've it out. I've seen the final three minutes of every Bones episode <laughs> of all time. It's my, it's my favorite show ever when you just consider the last three minutes. Um, what uh, nope. game are you most excited for, Lily? Well, Nerlens Noel actually is day to day. He may not play tonight, yeah. which would be a big blow for the uh, for the Knicks because he's been good for them and they just need some de- defensive interior presence there. Because if you're the Hawks and he's not playing, you got to run some pick and roll with Clint Capella early. Uh, because I don't know. I mean, Julius Randle might have to pick him up defensively. They don't have a, a huge uh, depth at that position, so. That could make things a little bit tougher. But I think, yeah, after what we saw on Sunday, I want to see that one again. See Madison Square Garden, uh, the fans going crazy in a must-win situation and see how uh, the Hawks can respond to it. I think it's going to be awesome. And it's the early Eastern tip-off, so I'll be watching that one for sure. Okay. <laughs> uh, I mean, these are huge, right? Knicks need a win, and uh, I think we can say the same thing about the Jazz. Uh, right, TK? No doubt. I'm focused in on that Jazz game. I'll probably consume it tonight, unlike Lee. <laughs> <laughs> what time's that one tip-off? What off a scumbag. Uh, I don't know. I don't, what's the bullseye Easter. tip? Oh, it's 10, isn't it? Okay. Yeah. 10 yeah, well, I'll, on the I'll, tip. Do a, I'll do a first half, second half. <laughs> what's on the that bullseye one? tip? <laughs> I like that. Give me the bullseye. Give me the bullseye so I can know exactly when that thing's tipping off. Uh, I think there's a little pressure on Donovan Mitchell tonight. After the way things went in game one, obviously, the Grizzlies got the win. There was the story afterwards that he was really mad that he wasn't allowed to play and that it was the Jazz team trainer's call in the last second. So they're getting him back tonight. He's going to be raring to go, but he also hasn't played basketball in about a month. So certainly he's going to be rusty playing against the Grizzlies team that forces a lot of turnovers, that makes things tough on the defensive end. So, uh, yeah, after the way things went down in game one with... um. The off-court drama with Donovan Mitchell, I think it's kind of imperative that he has a nice game tonight. Absolutely. Can't wait for these ones. We'll be back tomorrow to break down those games at 10 a.m. Eastern live on YouTube. You guys know the schedule by now, but you can do it later 10 10.04. Yes, right. <laughs> Bullseye 10.04 for sure, but uh, get here early. Start talking to the stream teamers. Uh, join us later today. We're not bad with uh, starting at 3 p.m. with this one uh, on YouTube. It's the afternoon, you know. We don't have many things going on in the afternoon. Brand new Beach Steppin' Podcast. Join us live at 3 p.m. Eastern on YouTube. We'll get it up in your podcast feed soon as humanly possible. Grab your No Dunks merch over at nodunks.com. And if you haven't already, make sure you subscribe to The Athletic. Go to theathletic.com slash nodunks so they know that we sent you. All right, fun show. Thanks to everybody for joining us live. We will see you later today. And if not then, tomorrow morning, Clipper Bros. You heard it here first. Have a great time. Turn up. Love you guys. Awesome. Thanks for joining us. And remember, if you're a man listening to this show, compliment another man on his track pants today. (laughs) Brace the day, people. You could stay. Ooh.
Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic.